Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Neo4j, and yes, it's that time again. We are recording another Rafistania Neo4j podcast. And on the other side of this Zoom call is my dear partner in crime, Stefan, Stefan Windin. How are you, man? Always good, always good uh, meeting up doing this with you, Rick. It's uh, one of the favorites of, of the month, and I don't know what can be better. Talking about graphs with your best friend, Rick, in a sunny southern part of Sweden. Amazing. So good to go. Good to go. Fantastic. Uh, great to have you here. And uh, actually, we need to uh, specify one thing, right, before we move on to the real topic of our, of our podcast. Recording. Oh, yeah. There is a competition in town. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so sweaty now. How can we handle this? Yeah. Well, you know, I think... You know, I'm so happy about that. You know, the, the, um, the our friends from the developer relations team in uh, in the FJ, uh, Will Lyon and Lou Lazarevich, they've uh, created a GraphStuff.fm podcast. Great, isn't it? Yes, it's amazing. However, uh, I think it's a little bit of a tongue tongue twister. You see, even thinking about that uh, URL <laughs> made me stumble on my words, but uh, I'm super stoked to hear what they're doing. Uh, uh, I think uh, it will be very interesting to follow, uh, but it's also an opportunity for us to kind of bump up uh, what we do, uh, which is super mm -hmm. neat. Uh, I like it. Uh, I can totally see how we can kind of evolve uh, in and, and coexist in this space. So super neat. Uh, very happy about that and, and actually uh, the only thing that I kind of I'm actually super uh, happy and, and stoked about it but their logo did you see their logo yeah it reminded me of something it looks <laughs> like it might have been stolen from some or maybe no 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 um, oh, inspired inspired that's that's what we ca call it in the creative domain right inspired by a master uh, of uh, graphic design who is that master might be you right you did a t-shirt with this uh, when was it and for what I, I, well you know this is this is when i started the podcast uh, a long time ago uh, just you know doing silly things on uh, on qcon uh, you know inspired by the master puppet master Michael Hunger. Uh, I created um, uh, T-shirts for a GraphConnect conference. It was a GraphConnect conference in uh, in San Francisco, and they were but ugly T-shirts. You know, yellow with green letters on it, but it had a logo on it that is exactly like the Graph stuff logo. So <laughs> it's kind of uh, kind of cool to see that come back now, and uh, I'm, I'm actually quite happy about that. It's super nice. Yeah. Maybe it's like with all fashions, right? Usually you say that some everything goes in cycles, right? Uh, the graph cycles, however, seem to be faster than regular fashion recycling. Yes. Usually that yeah. goes on a, what is it, like a 20-year period. Uh, but um, so you can say you're like kind of retro cool. I don't know if that was good <laughs> or a bad thing. Sorry for that. I, but, I will re I will remind my daughter to to, <laughs> to, to, oh, yeah. to say that I'm retro cool exactly. Um, so and then, and actually you know we have a new logo at the Neo4j as well right which is uh, yeah. kind of, uh, uh, inspiring so lots of cool stuff there. Very good. Uh, the tricky part now is to update all the decks right. So uh, oh for all of you that uh, can see my presentations when I do keynotes. Uh, Sorry if I haven't had time to update it. I'm doing my best, but 
there is always that tiny little thing that you forget, right? Uh, but I think the logo is good. It's, it's super neat, uh, a lot clearer to see it. And also it reminds me a little bit of NASA, so that's good. So what can possibly be bad with that? Uh, so thanks a lot for that. So um, I wanted to talk about two big things really today. Um, first of all, I mean, obviously in the in the This Week in Here for J uh, newsletter, um, which is kind of like our theme here on the podcast, right? It's um, mm -hmm. There's been a lot of great, great technical stuff coming up, but there's also been a lot of use cases, you know, that, that really, really fascinate me. So I wanted to talk a little bit first about the technical stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool links that I'm going to include in the transcription, obviously. But I've seen uh, a fantastic number of articles um, for example, relating to uh, how we can integrate or bring together the property graph world with the RDF world. Uh, is that something that you hear with clients a lot, that, you, that you've uh, been encountered a lot? Yeah, I think uh, also it, it's one of the ones that keep popping up. Uh, what are the differences? And uh, it's easy to explain it on a very high level, but then you need uh, bigger knowledge and I think uh, the post that uh, Jesus wrote uh, on this uh, again he is always happy to go on calls with me to kind of do this so I think it's super good uh, also it covers a lot of uh, similarity stuff which is uh, as uh, for you that knows me one of my favorite topics as well so uh, I think uh, it's it, it's very good uh, and and to see how how and where to use what kind of tool, right? Yeah, um, I agree. And, and it's a little bit similar, I think, to um, the, 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 you know, the conversation that's happening in the industry around uh, a, a, another topic that is related to graphs, uh, but it's not you know, the same uh, conversation which is exact, uh, actually the conversation around GraphQL, right? Um, for those of you that have been uh, following the industry a little bit, uh, Facebook brought out this new way of interfacing with applications, you know, which is based on their internal standard called GraphQL. Uh, but we've actually released some products around that now recently and uh, some new um, uh, open source and, and free uh, products uh, that I plug on to the Neo4j graph database and that really um, help people build these GraphQL applications in a much uh, more more quick way. Uh, really like that. Yeah, and I think like all of these kind of uh, how, how things in such a rapid pace now gets easier and easier, right? Uh, or uh, it's easier to do more, right? So because mm. of these things, uh, maybe uh, uh, it ranges from anywhere from kind of the no-code trend to the low-code or APIs uh, making things accessible. But I think it's just a mad, it's like, it's just fantastic to see how, how, how this space kind of grows and how it allows for, for a lot of stupid ideas, right? Because at the end, for me, that is what innovation is all about, right? Mm. Uh, basically trying 10 stupid ideas one will perfectly be the most amazing ones as always right six will be more than pure crap and three will be kind of lukewarm right uh, so the more i'm allowed to try the more successful i will be and then i just basically ignore the other nine and never tell anyone about those and just shine right now nah, but uh, i think it's super neat to see it and, and see how it also evolved and, and grow into to what it becomes so nice Very cool. 
Uh, maybe one more technical um, highlight that I'd, I'd like to mention, and it's actually something that I've seen with a lot of clients as well, which is all around, um, you know, uh, the versioning of graphs, right? So, uh, you know, people people see that quite often that they want to not just look at the state of the graph, but they want to understand, you know, how is the graph evolving? How is it moving from one state to the next state? And that's actually something that we've seen quite often. Uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's a very common request, um, and it's not that difficult to build it into your data model. But again, you know, if you have some tools to help you with that, it becomes so much, you know, more trivial, right? Um, and there's this tool called uh, the Neo4j Versioner um, that's released by a couple of our uh, Italian community members that is really, really useful for that. So um, we'd, yeah. uh, we'd, love, uh, we'd love for people to take a look at that. Super cool. And this is actually one of the ones that I missed uh, being busy uh, as we are. Uh, but I know that I have out of my bat like 10 clients that would really love this because it's a very, very common discussion. So again, this is also why this podcast and digging into these are amazingly cool because there's so much happening in this space. So it's hard to keep track of all of them. So super neat to see this. Uh, gonna send it uh, to those clients uh, but i will not mention it uh, it this is like swedish television we're not saying any <laughs> logos or trademarks right yeah, exactly. that that's where i'm born and drilled well, yeah Stephen, there were there were a bunch of other really great uh, technical articles I'll, I'll include them in the in the um in the transcription but i i think we might want to have a quick chat about uh, non-technical topics that have been coming up in 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 this uh, this week in E4J in this month in E4J um, um, newsletters. Actually, it's all about value. It's all about use cases, and um, and how people you know implement like really innovative supply chain use cases, manufacturing analytics use cases clickstream analysis use cases, things that, you know, really inspire people to be very innovative, like you were saying earlier, but then do it in a way that is really like adding huge amounts of new value to their uh, infrastructure. Um, and that's actually a really critical point, right? Because when you're implementing new technology like Neo4j, understanding the value case is probably the most important and most difficult thing to uh, to achieve uh, how do you deal with that in in your uh, in your work uh, oh this is a pandora's box do you got 25 hours no but seriously <laughs> uh, this is this is one of my favorite topics right uh, i love playing with uh, technology it's awesome However, I like to get a salary, meaning that if I cannot prove that people are actually reducing friction or uh, creating value with the technology, I'm not allowed to come up with more new stupid, stupid ones. So I think this is also something that I see the need growing as the space maturing, right? Uh, because in the beginning we had this uh, newcomers that was very technical, understand this and and kind of define how to use graphs. But as more and more creative use cases shows up, it becomes uh, kind of harder for people because uh, you're you're kind of the the, the period uh, from 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 table to graph, if you may say so, it's so much shorter nowadays. I would argue uh, because uh, the availability. 
uh, and what you can do. Uh, so it becomes uh, almost trickier in that sense, uh, not not uh, able uh, or people are not being able to kind of understand or justify uh, the, that part. But I tend to look upon this from three perspectives always, right? One part is uh, if it's a good fit for graphs, right? Uh, basically um, from analytical or transactional kind of standpoint, right? Uh, then what I tend to do is I also look upon this kind of, does it make any money, right? Uh, because there's a lot of talk of budget, but I always state like if I have $1 goes into my magical machine and out comes $10 and it's a low risk, I have unlimited budget. This is not a budget discussion. This is as long as that equation stays true, it's all about the value it creates, right? And at the end, it's user, user, user. How does this change the end user and their behavior? Uh, does it remove friction in the way they work? Do they work faster uh, or is it easier? If all of those are true, this is a good uh, fit, right? Uh, and, and trying to figure that out can be hard because very often we are stuck in old mental models uh, that needs to be refreshed. But again, this is a topic that uh, we can spend a lot of time talking about. Uh, do we want to cover any of the specific use cases? Um, there's a nice yeah, one on supply chain. Yeah. I mean, uh, like supply chain, there was a really, really great example around uh, supply chain analytics, um, which which is fascinating, right? In a, in a, in a, in a world where, you know, huge boats like uh, the Ever Given get stuck in the Ooh. Suez Canal. All of a sudden, people are paying attention to this. You know, oh, where are, where are the bottlenecks in my supply chain? How do I deal with those? And how do I identify those? And how do I find workarounds when something like that happens? You know, it's a it's a really interesting one. And I think, you know, if you're if you're into this particular use case, for example, the key thing that I would be looking for is to try and make the the uh, the added value, but also the potential risks and costs, as yeah. quantifiable as possible. You know, how yeah. do I quantify this? You know, just not just talk about you know this is going to uh, make it more qualitatively better. You know, no. but just also try to come up with numbers, come up with you know specific data that you can point to when you uh, when you want to solve these supply chain problems with graphs. That's the key thing to me. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm gonna double uh, double down on that. I mean, it's uh, it's so true. Uh, I, we all know that in inside our head, everything is perfect, right? Uh, because it's uh, all relative and all flexible in there, right? Uh, but the thing is, like, even if you just have a hard time starting doing it, one of the things that I really like, uh, just use any simple format. Just do a post-it or whatever. Just write down something because something is better than nothing. Uh, if you disagree with what you wrote down, okay, good. Then you know what's wrong with it. Write another one down and start doing that. And I think that's the tricky part. You don't know what to put down as a quantifiable metric. So you put uh, some fluffy things, but just put some fluffy and then nudge toward uh, uh, clearer and clearer. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, no, no, but that's uh, super true. And if we talk about the supply chain, this is also one of the ones that I, I think, uh, Every other week I work with this. So basically every other week I work with supply chain uh, and the other week I work with, I guess, pharma or life science. Uh, so it's uh, two of those use cases that literally bloomed uh, uh, during this year, last year, I think, uh, at least in my world. Uh, mm, yeah, um, yeah. 
But I think it's, you know, maybe it's, this is also something that we can ask our, our listeners for some, some, some feedback, right? Because yeah. these value cases, I think they're becoming so much more important for, you know, graph adoption and, and graph um, projects in general. Um, so if people have any kind of ideas or, or feedback around this, it would really, really be lovely if we could uh, have a chat about that. Uh, maybe yeah. even invite some people onto the podcast and, and discuss it uh, in the next couple of months. Um, for us, it's a topic that we would like to explore uh, a little bit more. Me and Stefan have been talking about yeah. this for so many uh, months now that we're thinking about, yeah. you know, exploring it more during these uh, these sessions. So, if people have any um, uh, input or questions, or you know, just want to have a chat about it, please reach out, and then we can yeah. uh, probably make this a bigger topic um, and a useful topic for our community. Yeah, I think that would be super good. And also like a shout out to this, like if you don't feel like speaking uh, in the podcast, uh, if you don't know what to say, but you think um, I might have something, just ping us. We are friendly and it's just easy, flexible conversation that's going to happen. Uh, and then we pull it together and make something nice of it and, and share it uh, if, if you agree. Great. Stefan, thank you again for uh, doing this session with me. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a good one again. And uh, we'll put a lot of pointers uh, to great articles on the transcription, obviously. It's been a joy talking to you. Thanks again. And uh, I look forward to the next session already. Yes. See you later, alligator. We'll talk to you later, Stefan. Bye. Bye. Bye.